You're listening to an all new episode of Self Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. This episode of the Self Made Strategies podcast is brought to you by CollegeCast LLC. At CollegeCast, we empower student voices by helping college students through an experiential learning program where they'll get to develop their own podcast series. Visit collegecastpodcasts.com to check out all the cool podcasts we're doing with college students. Welcome to episode 137 of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. On this episode, we sat down with Joey Muir and Russ Morgan. Joey and Russ are partners and founders of Wealth Without Wall Street. Wealth Without Wall Street's an organization to help you reach financial freedom without Wall Street. They guide you on a plan that includes goal-setting, planning, and support to attain financial freedom. They also have a Wealth Without Wall Street podcast to bring you insights and strategies to help you attain financial freedom. Some of the things that you'll hear us talking about and that they talk about frequently is tax planning, building an automated budget, infinite banking, which you've heard on a previous episode, how to pay off debt like a boss, and how to set up a passive income business. If you want more information, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com. On this episode, we're going to talk a lot about how you can achieve financial freedom. As usual, this isn't financial advice. Go use common sense and talk to your financial advisor. But you will hear Russ and Joey's really great advice about different strategies that you can use to hopefully achieve financial freedom. Here are the self-made strategies of Joey Murray and Russ Morgan. I love the concept of you guys generating all of these additional streams of revenue, but also uh, opportunities, right? It's, it's really more so, I think, about opportunities at times than, than going after a particular revenue stream. Like starting the podcast often, you know, fr friends of mine will say or entrepreneurial colleagues will say, you know, you have a lot of irons in the fire. And I, I love that personally. How do you guys feel about that? I think that leads to a plethora of opportunities. And then, yeah, 90, 80, 90% of them sometimes don't even generate any revenue, but they lead to so many other things and so many other opportunities. Well, you're, you're talking to uh, the guy we, we lovingly call the idea guy. <laughs> Russ is constantly coming up with ideas. And I'm, I'm usually the break pedal. Like, no, that's not going to work. That's no, let's, let's ditch that one. But lately, I mean, we've been on a roll on a tear the last several years building these passive income streams and, um, and, and it hasn't come just like haphazardly. It's been thoughtful and the podcast has helped us to vet those opportunities and then to then take them offline and say, okay, now which ones fit our buy box and our buy box has to do with us as investors which is what we encourage people to do is know who you are. Like opportunities are opportunities. They're not good or bad. You as the investor make them good or bad, right? Those things follow you. And most people get that backwards. Mm. And uh, so anyways, we, we have uh, an investor DNA that we talk about and that we teach and you can purchase through our, our courses that will tell you what are your pros, what are your cons, your strengths, your weaknesses, and where maybe opportunities for partnering on those businesses with somebody else who could offset that 
as a potential risk. Well, and I think as entrepreneurs, we're always trying to find new things, trying to figure out ways to make our main thing better, right? I mean, the and I, I don't know who it was, Grant Cardone, somebody uh, in my lead, I heard somebody say, you know, when you see people doing lots of things, you get confused to think that you should do lots of things too. And he said, but people who have become successful got successful by doing one thing really, really well. And then they started adding to it. And I think that that's where what we have done, we, we built a, a really strong business. And then from that, we started trying lots of things. And as you said, some of them didn't make sense at all and things we scrapped. Some of them didn't make money in of themselves, but led to supporting another part of the business. Like when we first started our community three years ago, for the first probably two and a half years, it was a flat expense. Like we literally were pouring hundreds of hundreds um, of hours, uh, sometimes thousands of hours a week or a month into it from you know all our team and and paying a good amount of money on the top of that, just for the things to make it run, it wasn't generating any income in of itself, but it was a support piece for another part of our business. And that led to new business there. And now we found ways to make it work and it to be a revenue center as well. But you just don't know. And it's, you're learning, right? I mean, it, like at least what we're, we're in the business of teaching and learning. And, and so the best way to teach is by learning and then to teach people what you learn because we all want to try to hack it, right? We want to get there faster. And anytime that I can borrow someone else's in, information and experience and don't have to pay retail to go through it myself, yeah, I'm winning. And absolutely. I think for us, we kind of have the benefit of some of the opportunities and investments that we've done that haven't worked out. I, I'm like, well, that was just good podcast material. That was just good <laughs> material for for our audience, for them to learn from. And ultimately, our audience grows because of it. And we may not make money in this one area, but we make money other places. Yeah. Hey, Joey, real quick. I think your mic is off because Russ is coming through really, really clear. Sure is. <laughs> he, yeah, he just, he just. got him. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I was like, why is, I mean, Russ is coming through so buttery and smooth. I want to, you know, I want to hear Joey as well. Um, buttery is a good word for Russ. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Smooth, I did buddy. that to him the other day. He wasn't here, and so I had to turn it off because we were getting <laughs> feedback. <but yeah. laughs> no worries. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, though. I think that is exactly one of the things that that we develop over time, just being curious, right, about opportunities and saying, hey, let's just go try this thing. And, you know, I, I, I happen to be really fortunate that one of my best friends is uh, not only now a collaborator with me on many projects, uh, Mike Leary of 115 Films. He's co-hosted a few episodes of this podcast as well. But we're also one of the three. Uh, we're also two of the three co-founders of CollegeCast, which we were all talking about beforehand. And uh, one of the cool things that I've learned from him and just from being around productions in general, right? Because he's a he's a DP, he's a videographer. So uh, is you shoot stuff on spec, right? So, and that means we're going to get a crew of people together that for no or little money are going to shoot a commercial or shoot a short or shoot something, right? And bring our gear together and bring the community together to just try something. And then we're going to put it out there on our website and hopefully that will lead to new opportunities. And that has always been something that I found really interesting that you sometimes don't see in traditional professionals, right? That, that 
uh, eagerness to dabble. And do both of you both of you find that as well that that's been an accelerant for your business and for your podcast and for all of the projects that you're working on? Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I think the the key for us though was learning what to even dabble in and what like like I said, I can't highlight enough that investor DNA. That I mean, I'll give you a great example of what I'm talking about. It's not my 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 highest achievement, but somebody was talking about e-commerce and they're like, man, there's so many cool businesses for sale right now in the e-commerce space and it's exploding. And I was like, oh, cool. What are some of those? He's like, look at this. There's a company called 100unicorns.com. And I'm like, oh, dude, I have five daughters. Like, that would be really cool. Maybe I should buy that. It's a drop shipping business. So there's no inventory to keep up with. Like, this would be simple. I can just plug my daughters into the process, teach them how to run a business. This is huge. This fits so many good things about like what I'm about. But here's what I didn't understand. How much time and energy and expertise you have to have in technical knowledge of like how to run this actual website, which I have zero of, nor do I have any like inkling of desire to want to learn it. So I have to outsource everything. I spend 18 months, give or take, trying to run this business, trying to do this with very little time each week because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the expertise. And ultimately, I was losing $1,000 to $2,000 a month because I was having to pay everybody to run it. And they still weren't getting the kind of results that would be necessary to get it up off the ground. So long story short, that was me dabbling and not realizing all of the factors that I should have considered. And so now I use that as an example to say, all right, Russ, we want to do this one thing. Well, does it fit our time commitment? Does it fit our expertise? Can we affect it in some way with our skill set? Or am I going to be like forced to hand off everything? Like that just helps direct us in where to dabble, if that, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. And, and Russ, how do you usually take that? Because myself with, with our team at CollegeCast as well, I am the, I think Re Russ and I probably resonate on the same level. I'm the guy who literally every morning, you know, when we, we don't really, we meet remotely for the most part, obviously, because of the pandemic and a, a host of other reasons, but usually every meeting I'm the guy with, Hey, what if we do this? What if we dabble in the NFTs? What if we, uh, maybe we should be doing this with the college students that we're building podcasts with, Hey, let's get into the studio and just record our own podcast. Let's do like, and, and frequently I tell them, I just say, Hey guys, you know, slam on that slam on the brake or yank the e-brake if I'm way off on a tangent, you know? And, and so how does it work for both of you? How, how do you well, one that. of the things I would say the best, and I'm exactly that way, right, Tony? I, I am always, I wake up with ideas. Yep, like yep, the, yep. I tell Joey, my best, my best thinking happens first thing in the morning. Normally I get in the shower or I'm in the car and that's where like ideas are flowing and I need to get them out as fast as I can to somebody. Cause I will forget them. Unfortunately. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so I come in and I usually throw up on everybody, right? I'm just giving them <laughs> to them and, and our team sometimes, and if you're an entrepreneur like, like Tony and I, and you, you, you suffer from, um, th this idea uh, overload, you gotta be careful because you can overload your team, right? They, they yeah. don't understand that you don't necessarily need them to go do everything right that second. 
And they'll be like, well, wait a second. I'm still working on the 14 things you came up with yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one of the things that we were able to do, and, and obviously not everybody's in this position, but one of the things that helped me is that we, we, we hired someone, a consultant come in, kind of be a COO for us and help us say, okay, let's, let's take all of these ideas. Let's put them over here in a parking lot and then slowly bring the ones that make total sense and work on them in a quarter. And let's get three or four of them and let's, let's build out, you know, the systems and processes to actually execute on them and see if they will work. And, and if you got more ideas, awesome. Let's go straight over here to the parking lot and just download them and put them there. And we're not going to touch them this quarter. Now, when we start the next quarter, we have our offsite meeting. We just actually had our offsite meeting on Monday. Uh, Okay, let's go to the parking lot. Let's go look at all the ones there and which ones do we want to take out and, and, and apply. And there's a few of them like, oh, yeah, well, you can mark that one off. I don't even want to do that one anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's old news. That's, that's a bad idea. I've already I've come up with four <laughs> ideas since then that's better, better than that one, right? <laughs> but it, for me, it was helpful to know that my ideas were, were being heard, they were being put somewhere, but also to for the team to have a practical way to execute those or to try to, right? Because if you if you have 50 ideas and you do them halfway you're not going to see any success so you might as well take two or three and and really try like execute on those and see what happens yeah that's great and i think that to a degree and correct me if i'm wrong that boosts morale in within the organization in the sense that their your team the people around you in general your stakeholders whoever they are are bolstered by that, that these guys want to try stuff and they're okay with, you know, let's just try something for a quarter. If it fails, it fails. It's fine. But at least we gave it an effort, right? Absolutely. And there, there's two things I would say to that point. Number one, uh, one of our, our mentors, actually, he he's the one that gave me this idea, but he said, people need to know the future and they need to know kind of like things in bite size, like steps in order to create safety. When you don't do that, like when you don't give people a future and you don't give them the steps like of what's expected of them, then they they kind of freeze, they get paralyzed, especially the people that are usually around entrepreneurs are typically not with the same skill set as an entrepreneur. They're much more gifted in follow through and like details and you know, they want a process so if you don't give them that, it creates uncertainty, it creates fear, right. and, and they kind of shut down. So number one, having this structure on a quarterly basis, like Russ was mentioning, really helps everybody feel more safe. And then the second thing is the, the part sometimes we can struggle with is when you delegate to somebody, make sure you let them know that, hey, I'm not expecting this to go perfectly, right? Like this is it's okay for you to go forward in this and us not to make money with this or whatever. Like I'm giving you the full reins to, to fail. If we fail forward, we still win. Like giving people that kind of um, freedom is super, super powerful. Especially again, the people around you are scared of failure. Well, and here's the reason, right? Cause it's entrepreneurs, not always, but a lot of times entrepreneurs were not necessarily the straight A students in high school or college. 
We were the Russ one. Russ was certainly not. We were, we were the <laughs> ones that the teacher was having to corral, right, to try to make oh, yeah. sure the yeah. class didn't fall apart. And so because oh, yeah. of that, we were okay in that environment. But a lot of times our team members were people who – who were kind of following the rules. They weren't the the troublemakers or the, you know, the class clowns. And, and they, so they, they fear uh, mistakes. And the way our school systems have taught us is that mistakes are bad, right? We, we, we've, we base everything based upon, did we get a 98 or did we get a 95? Did we get a 75? Right. So when our people in our workforce that, that are our team members are working for us, they they see a mistake or failure as a D or F on their report card. That's right. And, and that really eats them up. Whereas us as entrepreneurs, like I got plenty of those in the day. <laughs> like that didn't stop me. Right. That's not going to stop me. Watch me. And, and I think it is hard, but we have to know that as we're leading people who is, you know, who, who works a certain way. And so that way, like you said, Joey, we create safety and help them understand that, that, yeah, okay, it is all right to make a mistake, that you're not going to have perfect uh, understanding of the outcome until we try. Brilliant. I love it. So now going back to wealth without Wall Street, what are some of the ways that you help individuals get on their path to financial freedom? So there's there's three steps, and Joey and I are actually finishing up our books. It's going to be published later on this year. Super excited about that. And we, we say that there's three steps to financial freedom through passive income. And a lot of times the first question is, tell me about the passive income investments that you have, <laughs> because that's what we're taught to do. Uh, but it really, it starts with first having a crystal clear goal. And I know that sounds simple, but Tony, there's so many people that really don't know where they're going. They have no clue. They, they, they know that where they are doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, maybe they're frustrated. They want out that what they've been trying is not working. If they're coming out of college and they're like, I don't want to, I'm watching my parents. I'm watching what the frustrations they have. I don't want that. I want to figure out a different way, but the world is not necessarily showing me the pathway to that. Well, we say, get clear, understand who you should become, right? If you're going to be financially free, who should you become? And, and we, we give them a way to do that. What are things that you need to do or stop doing? And then the third thing is, once you become financially free, what are those things that you're going to have? How will you know that you've accomplished that goal, right? And so we give them a, a pathway to go through that so they actually can have a very crystal clear plan. Some people may refer to it as a vision board. We would actually refer to it as a financial passport because we think it is that thing that will help you get to financial freedom. It to will your be, destination. It, it, it will be that, that item that you need because without it, you will get lost, and you will forget why you're doing stuff. Like for me, I'm just going to use this as an example. For me as an entrepreneur, more, 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 right? Like just keep going. And it's not because I want more things, but I just like more. I just want to keep doing more. <laughs> and the, one of the first things our CEO, and when we brought him in, he sat down, Joey and I, and he said, I need to know what's your goal. What are you trying to accomplish? And to be honest, I couldn't answer it right away. And so we sat down and went through this process for ourselves. And one of the things for me was more time with my family, like more time truly with my family. I think a lot of people say that, but I've got four kids. He has five and they're getting older by the day. Right. And they'll never be this age ever again. They'll never want to do the things with me that they want to do now in the future. And, and so he was like, okay, cool. Well, how much money do you need to do make in order to do all these things? I, I gave him a number. He goes, how much did you make last year? 
it was higher than, the, than that number. It was like, okay, so what we need to do is focus on ways to get more of your time back. If that's the most important thing for you, then it's not creating more businesses, not doing all of these other things, unless we find a, something else to scratch off the list that doesn't eat into the time. And so that became the measurement for me. So we, when we talk to people about goals, everybody's different. Know exactly what your goal is so then you can measure against it constantly. And then so once once people have that real clarity, and, and I'll be honest with you, there's so few people, if you ask them what their goals are, that they can actually tell you. Oh, so yeah. just by taking that step, you're light years ahead of your parents, your grandparents, whoever has been before you, just ask them and you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But the second step is then to create a path, right? To have the actual plan to get there. And I, I liken it to, you know, when you pull up your phone and you have the maps app, you, you put in a destination. Well, you don't know, like, okay, I can see on the map where it is and I get excited. Okay, there's a destination now. But how do I get there? You don't know until you hit that directions button. And then it says, okay, go out of your driveway, make a left, right? Go to the end of the street, make a right. Once you know that, now it gives you confidence. It gives you security, like safety. We were talking about before, like you now know the, the way to get there. And we we actually have a course that shows people exactly um, those things. That it includes your investor DNA, like who you are as an investor, it talks about what are the most successful people doing that most people are not, right? And what are they not doing so that you know exactly what <laughs> turn right, turn left. That's exactly what you have to know. And then subsequently, they meet with a coach that then creates their individualized plan. They now have their individualized plan based on the type of passive income that will work for them. And it tells them how long it will take them. Is it three years? Is it five years? It's certainly not the 45 years that Wall Street's been telling you is the well, only option. Well, that, that's what I'll jump in there is that, and I was having a conversation with somebody on this very subject earlier. And if your audience is sitting here and they're they're coming out of college or they're young entrepreneurs, it's easy to go talk to someone that's older than you and say, okay, how do I become free? And they tell you, well, all you have to do is save enough money. Right work hard enough, don't spend. And then maybe if you do all those things right, by the time you're age 50 or 55, you can beat the trend of everybody else who's retiring at 65 or 70. That's the route. Doesn't work. And anymore. it's like having a million dollars times 10 into a, an account that allows you to do it. And I, and I said, well, that is not a strategy. Yeah. Like that is a hope based approach that people fall in. And, and we've actually interviewed the people so there's a man named Wade Fowl, Dr. Wade Fowl. He's the foremost expert on this subject matter. He's actually a doctor in retirement income. So he's done all the research, right? Look him up. You'd know that dude's done the research. Um, <laughs> you, you, Just by looking at it. <laughs> but the, he, he basically said, that, you know, through all of this research, um, when it first came out, the analysis said that somebody needed to have enough money to be able to quote unquote retire and have a hundred percent probability of not running out of money over a 20 year period of time, they could take out 4% out of their account. So let me break that down for you. If you had a million dollars in an account. You could take out $40,000 a year for 20 years and not run out of money, have at least $1 left in it. And I'm going to tell you, I've been in the financial industry since 2004, working with people in their 50s, 60s and 70s. The number one fear they have running out of money. 
So when people say, well, oh, well, how much money do I need? Well, they want as much as they can get, right? So they they save. Well, so if you're if you start becoming successful and you're you're making and spending say ten thousand dollars a month, you go well based upon that four percent rule. I need three million dollars in order to be able to apply that. And then we had Wade on the show and he said, "Well, I'm sorry, I hadn't updated my research yet uh, publicly, but it's three percent now." He's like, "Because all of the instruments that people were using to store cash." because of the government reducing interest rates now are at 3%. And I'm like, oh. So now the person who, who needs $10,000 a month needs $4 million. And we run all of this in a calculator in some of these courses Joey was talking about, and people realize they're never going to get there. Right. And they're exactly. like, and they just throw up their hands, and they want to quit. But it doesn't have to be there. There actually is a formula. The, the financial freedom formula is this. I'm giving away some of the stuff. You, but being on this show, you get it. <laughs> Passive income. What is passive income? That's anything that you don't go to work for. Doesn't mean not involved. It just means you don't actually have to leave your house, spend 40 hours a week focused on it. It comes in the door and it could come in the door in the form of rental income. It could be a passive business that you own. Like assuming Joey's company actually would have produced income, which is a joke because we knew it wasn't. We tried to tell him that from the beginning. I'm going to get those unicorns to fly at some (laughs) point. But had it, right? Like that would have been passive income. You're running a podcast, you're running advertisements or whatever, and advertisements bring income in that you're not working for. That could be considered passive income. Any income that you're not actively working for, greater than your monthly expenses. That is financial freedom. Well, that doesn't mean I have to work till 55. We literally see people doing it same day, or not same day, same year. We see people who have accomplished it in three years, five years, 10 years. It's not age 55. It's not, I don't have to save to have $5 million in an account to make it happen. And for our audience, that's what people, I think, get really fired up about. Because they're like, okay, especially if I'm younger and I'm, I'm right. my expenses exactly. are still fairly low. It's why I've, I've made the argument several times on our show that the under 35 crowd can actually get to financial freedom faster than any other grouping. And it's because the expenses are still low. And people are like, well, yeah, but they have the least amount of money. I go, yeah, but there's four things that people need to be successful in deals. It, one is they need to have experience. Two, they need to have time. Three, they need to have opportunities or deals for money. And I always put money last because, to be honest, if you got experience and opportunities, you don't need the money. The money will find you. That's right. Every time. How's Wall Street made so much money over the years? We give them our money, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> They're right. saying that's that we've got deals right. and we got experience. Give it to us and we freely do it. So uh, for, for people who say, well, man, I'm young. I don't have money. Go get the experience. You got time. Go get the experience. And then you can find the opportunities. Or find the opportunities. Go find somebody with experience to partner with you. Then you guys can get the money. Yep. We've seen so many people become so successful over time to get to this point. Hey, if I'm if I'm only spending twenty five hundred dollars a month, I got all I have to create is twenty five hundred dollars a month in passive income. It can happen. Joey and I have got we we produce our passive income report every single month. It's it's out there. You can go to wealthwildwallstreet.com um, and you can look at our um, our podcast every single month. We post it. Uh, for the month of May of 2021, the last one that we posted, we produced over $56,000 in passive income. Wow. And it was something that we focused on. We put our our mindset that this is the thing that we're going to measure. And shocking, it it grew. It, it grows every <laughs> single month. And it's because it's a focal point. And it is the thing that has allowed us to become financially free. And it's what gives us the freedom to to be able to share other uh, share for others to learn. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. A lot of times, you know, uh, people are still hanging on to outdated, and I mean way outdated, methodologies, right? Anyone who talks to you about a pension plan in, in <laughs> right? You guys are laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. I've had uh, uh, people sometimes say, uh, you know, friends, colleagues, whatever people that you meet down the road, especially those who work in government, say, oh, yeah, pension plan. And I go, you are out of your mind. You are out of your mind if you think that there's any guarantee that if you're a millennial, a millennial-aged person, or younger, that that pension plan is guaranteed to be waiting for you. There is almost no chance that that's going to happen. Almost none. Because the government continues to spend, not to get into you know, the soapbox about this, but government continues to spend. They continue to just without any any recourse or, or or consideration for how they're spending the money, and they're going to have to go get it somewhere. And ultimately, pensions, even 401ks often can be a trap, right? Because you're working as a W-2 employee, and boom, the bottom can drop out from one day to the next. And it's, then, and then both of those nothing. things are the biggest trap, and let me tell you why. If I said, Tony, when would you like to be financially free? Pick a pick a year how long do you want to wait do you want me to answer that because it's yeah. 2021 <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly right exactly yeah do you know when you could access the money from your 401k plan oh right exactly when i'm 60 60 plus odd, 65 yeah plus when you're 59 and a half yeah, right exactly when could you access the pension from the company that you're working at once you've been there 25 years exactly so either one of those plans don't fit with your goal of being financially free in 2021. So we, we find that all the time is that people have chosen traps as you use the greatest word, there, traps for themselves because they're actually, they're, they're following the free money, right? Like everybody yep. gets all caught up. Right. My company exactly matches right. my 401k is free money. Like, yeah, like literally you're, you're, they're encouraging you to work for them for another 30 years. You don't think that they make out okay on that deal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a win for them. Like, but what are you giving up? How much is it costing you? Yeah, exactly. To, to give up 30 years of your life. Well, I mean, Russ did a great job of explaining the math behind the retirement myth, right? And some people can get caught up. Well, maybe I get a higher rate of return and I can get out faster or I save more, or whatever. But forget the math. It's what are you giving up? Right? If you're coming out of college right now, you're a millennial or younger, like you mentioned. Is that really what you want? I mean, that's why we put so much focus on the goal. If your goal is to travel now while you have health, I mean, how many people have you seen wait until they're in their 60s and 70s? And literally, I saw this on an ad the other day because I just bought an RV. Like, I am literally Cousin Eddie at this point. <laughs> um, this ad on an RV said, hey, this is only a 2019 RV, blah, blah, blah. Um, we had all these plans to travel and my husband had a stroke, so we can't travel anymore. I had no idea who this person was, but guess what? What did they give up to hopefully be able to travel someday? You don't 
you don't have to give that up. Well, here, here's the thing about that too, and I think this is overlooked, is let's just say you're the one that's going to be so diligent. You're going to save, you're going to scrimp and save and defer so that you could retire at 50 instead of 60, right? And you know what? Whenever I'm, gonna, I'm giving up all these little luxuries, these small luxuries today so that, you know, honey, when we get to uh, 50, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go buy that RV and we're going to travel the world. But let me ask you, how many people do you know who've ingrained a habit into their life for 20, 30, 40 years, who all of a sudden just break out of that and, and, and do something completely opposite. It doesn't happen. Doesn't so, the, happen. That's right. so the person who has been like living off little, like been really scarce and all of their things up to this point, and they get to 50 or 60, yeah, maybe they do have enough money to quote unquote retire based upon the 4%, 3% rule. But what are they going to do? They're going to live like hermits in their house. They're never going right. to travel That's right. because they've ingrained a mindset into their life that they won't change. I mean, the, you know, they say when you do the same thing for 28 days, it becomes a habit. Like, it's hard to break it. Well, imagine doing 28 that, years yeah, for sure. 28 years. Like, it, it is one of those things where I it's laughable. Unfortunately, it, it's maybe, you know, like it makes me cry to think about the people who are buying the lie that they're selling to themselves. Yeah, and and you're you're right. Going back to a point that you made earlier, even if they do have the money, they're afraid that they're going to run out of it, right? Uh, so you're right. There's no time. almost no chance that that's going to happen. And but, those people, we, unfortunately, also just have no strategy, like you were saying. Well, there's um, so we, we, you know, we interview a lot of guys in the creative finance world, which where they buy houses with no money down and without actually borrowing money from banks. And most of the people they're buying houses from are in their seventies or older. And, and they get like, they get loans, like seller finance loans from the homeowner. And I'm like thinking in my head, okay, from my perspective, like limited perspective, just trying to be outside the box here. Well, what, how long are they get willing to give you like five or six years? Cause they're thinking they're going to die. Right. I mean, they're in their seventies or eighties or whatever. They're like, no, the guy's like, no, I, I don't do a deal unless it's at least 10 years financing. And, and I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah. And then it made, it hit me. Why does somebody in their 70s want to have money coming in at least for the next 10 years? Because they think they're going to live longer. And if even if they don't, they don't want to run out of money. So they're okay going longer on the spectrum. It is, it is constant that we're seeing this, that people right. have that fear. And so what we're trying to look at is observe that. And how do we live the life we want to between now and whatever that last day is on earth for us? Not in a an extravagant, like, you know, just like the Instagram lifestyle. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> like enjoying life and being productive, serving others, because we don't believe there is a quote unquote retirement. We believe we should constantly be productive. We should constantly be serving others. I was just and saying this to my wife of, days yeah. ago. I don't want to retire. I don't want to retire. I want to live a life that you don't want to retire from. Right. Right. Exactly. You create passion income. Passion income is when we're doing things that we want to. And not because we have to. Well, and exactly. it's up to you to design it. Tony, as you mentioned, like you have to be the one to take control of your own finances. And that's why, I mean, people are like, man, Wealth Without Wall Street, that's a cool name. Like, wonder what that's all about. And they like it because it's like, hey, sock it to Wall Street, you know, whatever. But it's not about that, really. Ultimately, it's about the flow of your money is literally going out of your control to somebody else. And you're expecting them to be a good advocate of your financial success. Like that never happens. Why would we right. expect that to happen in this case? Like if you did that with your health, 
Who's going to take care of your health better than you? Who's going to take care of your kids better than you? Like none, none of that ever happens, but we do that with our money. And our, our goal is to say, you are smart enough. And you know, if you could just take this simple formula and get the support, right? So we've kind of brought it full circle, right? We have to start with the goal. The plan is that second part, getting the directions to get there. And then the support is the, the last step being surrounded by a community of people who are on the same path. Cause I can guarantee you, if you're checking uh, every day, you're, you're uh, hitting the, hitting the clock at work and you're surrounded at the water cooler, the very, very few people around you are on the same path. That's right. And they're Absolutely. not going to encourage you, right? <laughs> they're going to make you question it every single time. And so get around people. That's why we created a community online because unfortunately we all just don't live in the same area, right? So we have to be digital across the nation and we've created that place for people, but we also have ongoing coaching every single week with modules that are specific to help you get whatever those little, you know, um, pieces or, or things that are in your way out of the way so that you can get there faster and you can borrow our experience and the people in the community who are having success, you can borrow that to get to success faster and financial freedom faster. So anyways, I just want to encourage people to take control and design your life the way you want. Don't just accept kind of what's been delegated uh, to you. And one of the elements of that is to stop sending your money away and to have it working for you as part of this overall strategy. And I know that that's one of the things that you both talk to your community about frequently. So what are just, just sort of from a best practices perspective, you don't have to give away the farm obviously, but what, what are sort of the best practices in that space? How do you stop sending money away and make it work for you? Yeah. Well, and now we're fine to give away everything. I mean, I think the <laughs> beauty is if you've taken the time to listen to this podcast, you're investing in yourself. You're exactly the person you want to help. Right. Um, I think mindset is the biggest thing that people struggle with. And doesn't matter where you are with finances, you, you need, you need a mindset, you know, Napoleon Hill wrote the book, think and grow rich. And we, we all could learn from that. So here, here's a couple hacks, right? One of the ones I would say, uh, one of the biggest mistakes we see is that people believe that they have to be out of debt. And, and a lot of the financial, you know, entertainers of the world harp on debt and they, they've, they focus on debt is bad. All debt is bad. doesn't matter what it is. And I would say there is no good or bad debt. Like that debt is just debt. And the way you use it makes it good or bad. So the two of us could both have a credit card. Yours could be considered bad. Mine could be good. Right. It, the same thing could be true with any investment. Yours could be good. Mine could be bad. It, there's no good or bad in that. So we have to understand who we are, as Joey was saying with the investor DNA, but understand how to apply. So I'm going to go to debt. You cannot pay off lifestyle, right? So I can pay off mortgages. I can pay off cars and pay off student loans. I know that's a big one for, for, for young people right now. My wife went to dental school, 175,000 yeah. of student loans, right? And I, so many of, of her classmates, the first thing they wanted to do when they got out was, man, I just got to pay off this debt. I just feel so burdened by it. And they just wanted take every dollar to pay it off. While that's a good nature thought, it you can't pay off lifestyle. So if financial freedom is passive income greater than monthly expenses, yeah, if I reduce my debt, I'm reducing my monthly expenses, but I'm not getting it to zero. So I, I have to actually put money on the left side of the column. And so that means every decision you make, you need to decide, 
if I pay off a debt, how much does it free up? As compared to if I bought an asset that produced passive income, how does that compare to the cash flow? And that's the really, that's the first thing people can do if they use that formula to actually impact financial freedom is, and, and for some people, they're like, well, I don't know how to create passive income. Okay, great. Well, then start learning, right? Start focusing. Maybe you need to take some of those dollars that you were going to use to pay, pay down on the debt and go invest in a course, right? Go, go um, you know, spend some time around a mentor in an area that that is doing that. Pay to learn. I mean, you, if you got $100,000 in student loan debt, you were there learning, at least you were supposed to be, right? You spent money to do it. Like, why would we spend our money in education to learn how to create passive income? So one of the first thing I would say is avoid, from the very beginning, a thinking that I have to pay off debt. And a lot of times we see that with, like, mortgages. People make mistakes where they start doing the bilateral, bi-monthly mortgage payments because they're like, oh, I'm going to get my interest rate. I'm going to knock down as much interest as possible. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with interest. The financial freedom formula has nothing to do with interest rates. It's not about getting higher rates of return. It's about having more cash flow coming in from things you don't go to work for than you have monthly going out. So we know people who are financially free who have 20-something thousand dollars a month in monthly expenses, and, and there's interest in that 20000 right? But they figured out a way to create passive income that exceeds it. Good for them. I know people who are financially free and they got $2,000 a month of expenses, you know, uh, and they've found a way to do it. it. It doesn't matter where you are. That would be one of the first hacks. What would be a hack that you would give? Well, I, I think the biggie right now is what you mentioned is on student loans. Um, the, here's the thing. If it's super, super important for you to pay those off, because like you said, you're having this kind of mental burden. Here's one little step that I would say could make a big difference. Instead of paying incrementally every single month extra, extra, extra on that particular payment, that's the equivalent of paying down a debt, not paying it off. Okay. And let me tell you, there's a big difference in that. Because making up something. Uh, sorry, Joe. Sorry, you cut out there. Can you go back to the big difference in that? Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you, there's a huge difference between paying down debt and paying off debt. If let's just say, for instance, you have a student loan and let's just say it's $300 a month. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making up numbers. And you say, you know what? I want to pay this interest off as fast as possible. This is a burden on me. And I've got an extra $200 a month. I'm just going to round my payment up to $500 a month so I can get this done in, you know, less time, five years time. I'm going to save it say five years. The difference is, is let's say you run into something six months later that is an unexpected bill, a medical issue, your car breaks down, you got to get a new transmission, whatever the case is. And you really need the thousand dollars extra that you've paid towards the student loan. You go to the student loan company, you say, Hey, by the way, I've been paying you extra every single month, like clockwork. I just need a thousand bucks back because my car broke down. What's the chance that they're going to just be like, you know what, Tony, man, thank you for reaching out to us. Um, I was actually just wondering what to do with this extra thousand bucks and we're just going to send it back to you. The chance is never going to happen. It's a zero right? chance. Yeah. And, and here's the, here's the reason why you just transferred your money to them. It's no longer your money. And now in order to get it back, how can I get it back? I have to ask them to borrow it back on whose terms? 
on their terms, right? So here's a, a better strategy, in my opinion. Put money into a place that you can access and control until you have enough to pay it off in full. And people are like, well, wait a minute. Wouldn't I save more interest if I pay it down every single month instead of just saving it and then paying it off in one big lump? The answer is no. You're actually going to potentially put yourself in a better position because guess what? Five years from now, Tony, if you think about five years ago, are you thinking anywhere nearly the same way as you did as you do today? Of course not. You have, you have leapfrogged in so many different areas of your life the knowledge base that you started with five years ago to today. It's a true statement. So think about if you start on this journey to pay off this big debt and you've been just stockpiling cash over here and putting it in a place you can control and then an opportunity that now you're prepared to take advantage of because you have access to cash, you can make the decision. Does it make sense to pay off the debt? and free up this amount of cash flow? Or could I use this cash to completely get this new passive income stream that I wouldn't have known about five years ago? And, and I think that, That's goes, huge. that goes into the 401k. We talked about that a second ago. Like I could care less about the returns. It has nothing to do with the, the fact that government's going to need more money from us in the future. You're going to pay a lot higher tax rate in the future. Yep. Don't the, don't take the bait today yep. uh, by giving it to them at a low rate. Tax so risk is, back is huge, absolutely. Future rate. Tax it has to do with do you want to be financially free? So take the cash, put it into somewhere you can access. Get that experience. If you don't have experience, start learning. If you especially have time right now, a lot of times the, the younger we are, the more time we have. I would say the reason for, for Joey and I, you know, we're in that over 35 crowd. And for Russ us is, is much higher than the <laughs> over 35. I'm younger. Than <laughs> you, so. I, I say it's I, I believe our generation is the hardest to become financially free because we have the least amount of time available. Like we're being taxed at both ends. We're taking care of kids and parents. Right. We've got more things. Our, our, our jobs are re- demanding more of our time. Our kids are demanding more of our time. There is no more time to go. So I, I don't. I don't have as much time to go look when I talk to people and they're like, man, how am I ever going to figure this out? I'm like, you need to have, you know, you got this nine to five, you got to have a five to nine. And like, dude, you know, I got to get rid of, I got bought. I'm teaching, you know, uh, summer school, uh, you know, at the, at the church, I'm, you know, Johnny's uh, baseball coach, you know, I'm, 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 I'm running Sally to her ballet performances, like any extra time it's already taken. I don't have it. And I, I think, when we have time, take this money, put it in a place that you can control it, and then go learn. Get that experience. And what you'll find is that by finding, you know, the biggest obstacle to people being financially free is they don't have they don't have access to cash because they've paid down all the debt and put it in somewhere that they'll never give it back to you. They put it in 401ks and IRAs and things like that that um, that they're never going to get back until they're 60. And so then when opportunities come around them, they don't even see it. They don't yep. even see it. Yep. That's they don't true. even know the opportunities exist because they don't have any money. So they they just pass it by. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much. This is great. Again, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com. Check out the website. Lots of courses that people can pick up there. You have an awesome podcast as well for people to listen to. Um, where else can people find you if they want to follow, follow what you're doing or check out the book that you guys have? Will that be on, uh, wealth without wall street as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, if it's okay, I'm going to give, we, we literally for the last six months have been building out, um, this course, we call it the passport challenge. It's a three day challenge for people to 
to be able to get that goal. It's it's free, 100% free, and it gives you access into our community. So we have a 5,000-person community. It's an app you can download in uh, the App Store, Wealth Wall Street. Uh, but if you go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash passport, you actually can download, get access to the community for free, and get the course. And come out of that, you're going to not only learn some some really things that I think is going to help um, help you understand how they're successful, have been successful, some of those traits, what are some of those biggest obstacles people have standing in their way, but you're going to come out with a goal, a vision out of it, and we'd love to see you a part of the community. Cool. We'll drop a link to that in the show notes for sure. Go to wealth with all, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com, subscribe to the podcast, like, share with some friends if you like the episodes. Thanks again, Russ, Joey. It was a huge pleasure. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you, Tony. Thank you.